Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. What's up and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined as always by Chris Hassel. That fairway... Um, that, that commercial to start. So like Hassel, we've had the weirdest winter in Iowa. It's been so warm. It's been in the sixties. I think it's going to be in the seventies this week. And I'm just like in grilling and smoking mode, <laughs> but I also know like there's gotta be more to this winter coming. Our guy, Jeff Kelderman actually sent me, uh, he was, he was making some fairway fillets over the weekend but like we're all in this trap of we think it's spring but it's and we're enjoying it like i've been walking the dog every day girls have been playing outside all that good stuff the park's getting some use but it's such a tease and you don't really have to experience this anymore but i'm not kidding dude this has been the like warmest winter of my life i can't even we had that we had like a two-week span where it was like 30 below and it has been crazy warm Ever since global warming, great for Iowa, great. <laughs> like, come on, well, it depends let's on put who some more emissions to. into the air for you guys. Help you out in the winter time. I don't know what it does in the summer, but look, the worst part about Iowa is the winter. And if you can make it a little better at the cost of future generations, let's do it. I I was talking with a bunch of these channel seedsmen. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were spreading your seed all over the place. Spreading our seed week. all over West Des Moines. Van Winks was there. Uh, we Yeah, we were just spreading our seed like crazy. And anyways, they weren't crazy about all this warmth. Like, it's not great for crops and stuff like that. We need seasons here. Well, they said we didn't get a hard freeze, which it kills off all that bacteria and yeah. nastiness in the field. So, And what's weird, and I'm no, I'm no channel seedsman, Clearly. But like our landscaping and stuff is like popping up already. Like you see the little like green things popping up. What? Like, like flowers? Yes. <laughs> like it it thinks that it's April out there. You call that and, landscaping? Well, my landscaping out front, you know, that that kills off like in the fall, whatever. Always in the spring you can see little like sprouts coming up. Mm-hmm. I think which they is call be those the- annuals, right? Annuals, the ones that well, whatever come up every year, the annuals. Look whatever at me. they are. Hey, look at me, Williams. Woo! You son of a bitch. Wearing the ESPN NASCAR hat that you don't want to buy from me. I'm not buying it from you. You can. I was send wearing it, it backwards to start the show. For those of you on the pod, just turn that sucker around, and Williams got rock solid. That's a good looking hat. By the way. Did you ever do any NASCAR Brought coverage? The ESPN NASCAR <laughs> backpack with me as well. This is the first time I've ever used either one of these things. I was gonna say those those MFers kicked you out the door, and you're wearing their gear. <laughs> I'll turn I'll turn the hat back around. There you go. 
Maybe if they wouldn't have paid so much for NASCAR, you'd still have a job. Well, they didn't pay for NASCAR. They let it go. Yeah, they did let it go. <laughs> when I what, do they have it back? They don't have it back, do they? No, NASCAR is with like Fox. Fox always has NASCAR, and then they go with. I want to say NBC has part of their package, and I think even like. Well, like it, they got a weird thing coming up. Like they're they're the All right, their minor leagues NASCAR. I'm are sorry, going I to like the never, CW. What what have we done? No, here? so it, well, it reminded me. I sent you that sports oh, media piece earlier this read morning. It. Why didn't you read it? I got I. I had to prep for the pod, man. Well, I thought that that was prep for the pod. Oh, I didn't it was know. A you didn't really I, interesting piece. You didn't say anything in the comment about it. You just sent it's the just link. Fascinating, like how all these like. I think when you send just, an article, there has to be like you need to say like you know what you should really read this. There's a real insight into yeah. blah 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 blah. Not just send well, it. It was about tech companies, and so you working for CBS, I thought would be interesting because it's well, like I, okay, I'll read it. All um, these, all these tech companies, are potentially going to buy up all these sports media companies. It's it's really fascinating. Okay, I'll read it after the program. Have Have you told the people when we're recording this yet? No, I have not. This is not a normal eight thirty in the morning show. Obviously, we are recording this at around eleven o'clock on Sunday. I have eleven a.m. Central Time. Yep, I have a doctor's appointment on Monday morning that. I'm going to be at, so we are knocking this thing out early. Because of that, no Iowa women's commentary, because they are playing after the recording of this pod. We are not ignoring them. Save your mean tweets I for have us. One, I have one Iowa women's basketball comment. Yes. It is, it is kudos to them getting out there right away and putting a mark on the floor where Caitlin Clark broke the record. 22... Clark underneath, it's small, it's clean, it's nice. I love it. Like, there were a lot of suggestions. Do you put footprints there? But I think most people wanted number 22. I think you need to put Clark, though, too, because there's, you know, there's 22 on the men's team. And I also think they should retire 22 for men's and women's basketball after this. I'm okay with that. My question is, so let's say she breaks the record just like a normal three-point shot. Mm-hmm. Do you still do this? No, I think because yeah. I'm with of where you. it was on the yeah. court, between I'm with you. the Tiger Hawk and that stupid MediaCom court logo, put the tiny 22 Clark there and leave it forever. Like th- not just for women's games, that needs to be there for men's games as well, forever. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with everything because it it would look kind of. It doesn't take away from it, but it would it would look kind of stupid if it was just like right on the three point line. Yes, I I think it's because of the way she did it in, yeah. in the patented fashion. I also like the idea for footprints. If you could do that, that'd be cool. I think this is pretty good. You could do footprints with twenty two and Clark inside of the footprints. That'd be kind of neat. Maybe you do that in the future. This is forever, right? Like that'll I always so. be on the court. Yeah. I, I, the uh, Iowa women's basketball feed. Van Wink sent it to me this morning. They they just posted it before the game with no with really no comment. I certainly hope that this is forever. They just posted make or made her mark and tagged Caitlin Clark. So 
Good, good. They work fast. I like that. That's Beth Getz leadership right there. I do like how Iowa will just. It's very different at Iowa State. Iowa will just be like, oh, yeah. Luca Garza is one of the greatest of all time. We're <laughs> going to retire his jersey right now. Mm hmm. Where Pollard and I, I've talked to him on the record about this. He's very, like, they want, they think that the, they think it means, I understand this too. They think it means more to the athlete when the athlete has like a family and can come back and it's, you know, a little more seasoned, like the moment isn't as. But aren't there some players that still haven't had their number retired that are, I mean, has is Pfizer retired? Is no, ha- Tinsley? They've, they have a dated rule that I do believe will be assessed, and it should be on graduation. And you know, I think it has. There's there's oh, something you have to graduate. <laughs> well, that that used to be it, but it has something to do with the Hall of Fame, and I, I, I'm I'm really not sure, so I don't want to speak out on it mm-hmm. too much. I because I, I I don't I don't think well, I'm I fully think the, aware of it, but I the, like how. Like if I, I'm okay with how Iowa kind of has done that for their real like iconic ones. Like Garza got it, but Keegan Murray didn't, right? Because Keegan mm-hmm. wasn't there for as long. Keegan will definitely leave his mark in that capacity at some point. But I also understand how Pollard does it. It's like George Niang will probably appreciate a little bit more coming back in ten years when you know everybody looks back at it. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I think Pollard has to go through each and every Big 12 official and recognize them and retire their whistle <laughs> before he'll do anything for the Iowa State There's players. no such thing as a Big 12 or a Big 10 official. I'm watching Twitter yesterday. These fucking Iowa fans. Oh, the Big 10 refs suck. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing, guys. Quit saying they that. They go everywhere. Anyways, uh, let's start with Iowa State. They are the premier program. In, in the state right now. There was a there was a fleeting moment. A fleeting moment on Saturday. These two teams playing at the same time. I, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. almost took a picture of my screen because I had the old YouTube TV quad box going. So I had the Iowa State game on. I had the Iowa game on. I had, I don't know, Duke, Duke Wake Forest on. And there was a fleeting moment, Williams and Van Winks, where Iowa State was losing late in the game, and Iowa was winning, beating Illinois. This was probably, you know, maybe eight minutes left in the Iowa State game, 12 minutes left in the Iowa game, and I'm thinking, do I throw out a tweet? No. Saying, I think we know who the best basketball team in the state is. Well, that would have been a stupid tweet. (laughs) We've seen the two teams play. All right, all right, I'll give me my take on Iowa State. This is great too because I haven't done anything reaction to this. This is my, this is my first reaction to this game. So this is this is fun. I was there. I was courtside. I never, even when they got down by a point, it never to me felt like Iowa State would win. But it, that place, Iowa State would lose. You mean it, it would never lose. felt like yeah. Iowa State would lose? Correct. Yeah. Sorry. But that place was just so flat. Mm-hmm. The team was flat. The crowd was flat. I get it. You're an 18-point favorite. I was really impressed, though, just the way they responded. So West Virginia comes back and takes a 51-50 lead. Iowa State goes on a 14-0 run at that point. So what does that tell me? One, again, you, you were sleepwalking. Not great. But two, 
man, it's nice to have the ability to just be able to snap your fingers and go on a run like they did, right? Like they, mm-hmm. it, it's it it's nice that you're good enough to be able to do that. The last year, two teams didn't. We saw those losses last year. There was that ugly loss to like Oklahoma State and Oklahoma at home, where you just couldn't hit the gas and go like they did yesterday. So I was impressed by that. I would also make the point. This team really hasn't had a letdown game. I would say maybe BYU, but like it's hard traveling to Provo. We see teams lose out there all the time. Um, they, this team really hasn't had a game. Well, I've, I think this was the letdown game. This yeah, that's what I'm saying. In, they had it, in the big, and they still won. Yeah, in the Big 12, you look at it, it's like they've really played pretty well and played up to their standards about every game, and, and this was it. Now, Good thing this, because I think they probably would have lost Oklahoma, who they play on Wednesday, mm-hmm. had yeah. they played like that. So it was a good thing West Virginia was in town. But it, it does. It tells me, it almost reassures me how good I think that they are, that they played like a C-minus game and, and still comfortably won the thing at the end. So was it perfect? No. The the crowd sucked. The energy sucked all day. Now the crowd got better at the end uh, when the team needed it. But move on right and then yeah. i was i also thought it was funny too because we always talk about margin of victory so you're when you're an 18 point favorite and you only win by seven iowa state dropped two spots in kimpom even after comfortably winning so goes to show you what we talked about in the non-conference with the net when you're outperforming these things by 15 points all the time how you can move up mm-hmm. that works against you as well they're 18 point favorites they win by seven they drop two spots which um was totally expected Yes, it's, this is human nature right here. Okay, you're coming off of a loss, even though it was a really good showing mm-hmm. at Houston. But you're coming off a loss. You're playing a bad team as an 18-point favorite. Everybody's going to be sleepwalking through this, including the fans. And they were. This is pretty much what I expected from Iowa State in this game. Now, I, I wouldn't say I expected them to look up and they're down with nine minutes to go. No. I wasn't expecting that, but I did not expect them to just blow away West Virginia and cover that spread. I I, I took the 18 points, and it got a little hairy there toward the end. I was worried Iowa State was going to backdoor cover that thing like uh, Illinois <laughs> did against Iowa. Yeah. But I, I think you just you just move on. Like that. That's just a game, okay, we won. We got yeah. tested. We won. Let's move on. Any injury concerns coming out of that game? That's the only thing that I would potentially hold my breath about. I don't think so. I think everybody's fine. Okay. Uh, Ward dinged up his shoulder, but he came back in with a brace on, so I don't think it was anything bad. And boy, it's a, I said that they should rest Lipsy, and boy, I was dead wrong. If they would have done that, they would have probably lost the basketball yeah. game. So although, shows how much I know. Although Van Winks is going to try to tell us here, that they won this game because of somebody else. It's time for bigger, bigger better, better, bolder. Bigger, better, bolder. Powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. The Pav Dog. Yeah. My man, Jackson Pavletsky. You think he's the reason they won the game? I mean, I'm going to give you some stats here and you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. He's a big so he- reason. He played 16 minutes yesterday, scored nine points. That's pretty good, you know. Pretty good. Not bad for a guy coming off the bench. So the first half he came in, Cyclones were only up three. 
He comes in and he hits back-to-back shots, with including a three, put them up nine. Some big minutes. He's also, I mean, he's been a lock. I mean, he's really good on defense, too, Williams. You can, he comes in there and he just has a ton of energy. He's got all that energy because he doesn't play that much. It's perfect. <laughs> exactly. Well, in his last six games in Big 12 play, he hasn't really played many minutes, but he's been super efficient. He's been 9 of 14 in his last six games. Second half, he came in. The Cyclones were only up two. Keyshawn Gilbert was in foul trouble. I don't think he's maybe he scored two points in that stretch, but in that stretch he was in, the Cyclones took a 12 point lead with two minutes left in the game. Yeah, he so was he was a he big part of that run. Really great minutes for them, and man, for a guy that hasn't played a ton in Big 12 play, and you know coming in as the freshman of the year from Wofford, like has a pretty high expectations for a guy that really hasn't played much. Really impressive game from him, and they can get that kind of production from him too. Man can be impressive down the street. Walters calls him the Pav Dog, right? The Pav Dog. Okay, true story. Earlier on this season, this was like in December. I don't know who Iowa State's playing, but they're not playing very well. I think it was one of the games they got beat. And I see him out there, and it was one of the first times I had really sat down and watched a full Iowa State game. Yeah. And I sent you guys a text like, who the hell is this number one? Because he does not belong on the court. And Will, and Williams is like, oh, that's Pavelski. What are you talking about? He's great. <laughs> like this kid is terrible. He shouldn't even see the court. So I'm glad to see that he has improved. He's earned more playing time, mm-hmm. and he did come up big in this game. You're right. When I saw yeah. him in that first yeah. half, he had a different gear that it mm-hmm. didn't feel like I the rest of the Iowa State team was was in. Like he mm-hmm. he gave them energy. Yep. And he was moving around like like he belonged. You're right. He, they, they needed a spark in that game, and he was it. I give him a lot of credit, too, because he he's a you know low to mid-major recruit out of the state of Wisconsin. Goes to Wofford, where he's one of the best mid-major shooters in the entire country last year. Okay, And he averages like 17, 18 points per game. Then you, you know, long-time relationship with Blount and Otzelberger at Iowa State. But to go from the role that he had last year to what they asked him to do this year is hard for a lot sure. of young people. He was and, the man last year. Yeah, he was the guy at Wofford. You know, you need a big shot at the end of the game. That and Wofford's a good program too. This is not some mm-hmm. bad swack team or anything like that. And he he grinded it out, and he's done everything that they asked. And him and Demarion Watson would be the other guy who I would point out. Huge for block State. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. They just they don't play a ton, but when they go out there, it doesn't feel like a big drop off in right. production for the five to ten minutes a game. And that that's a it's a big difference between Iowa State this year and what we've seen. And and even in the good Hoiberg years, it was like you went, you had six guys that you felt really good about, maybe seven. And but now they can go a lot deeper than that, and those two are. Pavletsky was huge yesterday. Just you mentioned, yeah. I think you said the word energy hassle. Like uh, he, no doubt they. I don't think that they would be at this spot without him and Watson, especially some of these road minutes that they've been able to put in along the way. I'm going to stick with um, same game for my B, my triple B, Kelderman Manufacturing, of course, Kelderman.com. So I'm I go to my my seat in Hilton and I sit with the visiting media 
Uh, I, I oh, yeah, love you sit this. with the guys that are flicking boogers all over you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I sit with visiting media, traveling media, because it's right by the opposing team's bench. It's my favorite seat I've ever had at these games because I like to watch all these coaches work on refs, and it's 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 a blast. And I I get there about two hours before the game, and the little thing next to me says Jerry Palm. And I'm like, well, everybody knows who Jerry Palm is. He's a bra- famous bracketologist. You know, like we've Iowa State fans and Iowa have given him shit for so many years. They always think they're coming at it. Palm's got this thankless job that everybody thinks that you hate him. And well, the first thing I do is text Hassel. I'm like, you're cool with him, right? Because I know you guys work together yeah, at CBS. I, I, and- I talked to Jerry twice a week this time of year. Yeah. So I just I walk right up to him and I said, Jerry, we got a mutual friend. I'm sitting next to you today, and I go, um, I go, Chris Hassel's my podcast partner and business partner and one of my best friends, and he was awesome. Palm and I talked for three straight hours during that game yesterday. <laughs> I I learned a ton about yeah. the bracketing pro, and he was very gracious with his time. He was asking me. I gave him a couple of. He, I told him and his wife to go to Welch Avenue Station. I took you there. Uh, when when you were in town for the Texas game, I'm giving them advice on what to do, and he, um, him and his wife, they go on a trip every year, and they wanted to see Hilton Coliseum. They try and get to all the really cool, um, you know, venues in college basketball. And this year's trip was Hilton Coliseum. Did you have to be like hey, Jerry? Just like this isn't one of our like better games. I did. Like, I told him is, I, uh... I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> you should have come for the Kansas game, or oh, yeah really any other game any other other game but he saw it i mean the last 10 minutes of the game was was pretty good but it just like say it was a it was a dud i would guess they respond pretty well don't you think against oklahoma well that's that's the key here okay you can swipe this game under the rug you can chalk it up as just you know uh uh a bounce back, uh sleepy saturday that you got the win and move on and all that but if you don't come out and play well against Oklahoma, then all of a sudden we're talking what I talked about last week. Mm-hmm. You can't be, you can't be sleepwalking through these and games. To your point, at this time of year. To your point, Chris, and I don't think you were foreshadowing that you thought this would happen, but this does happen in college basketball yes. all the time, where these. These seasons, it's like a soap opera, and every game is a different episode. It's happened to Iowa many times. Yes, and Iowa State has been on an up for a really long time. They've either been ascending or playing at the top of their game, and we have yet to see them dip. And maybe this is it. Maybe we are in the middle of watching Iowa State dip a little bit, and we'll see... We'll see. We'll see how they respond on Wednesday. But I'm with you. Like it's, It's really hard to be that good even the really elite talent teams it's a long season it's a grind and maybe maybe you were foreshadowing that just a little bit on on thursday but no i wanted to give a shout out to jerry because he was he was a really cool guy like i i never met him i never talked to him did you ask him when he's when he's taking his trip to carver got to see carver and he did he's already gone to carver uh he told me he told me it was a couple of years ago um, when they were really good, when Iowa was – they did a – I think he said that they did a Saturday-Monday. Saturday-Carver-Monday, and they went to Fog Allen. Oh, nice. He did that. So, yeah. Uh, good dude. 
And he told me to tell you to quit harassing him about Iowa's bubble chances. <laughs> I did. I, I sent him a text uh, or uh, an email on, uh, what was that, Thursday? I was like, okay, Jerry, where are we at here? Like, is Iowa... <laughs> because Jerry doesn't do the next four out. Jerry does the... F- Last four in, first four out. He doesn't go like 12 bubble teams deep. So I think, realistically, where is Iowa here? And he's like, you know, not there yet. Got a lot of work to do. Keep winning. Play themselves onto the bubble. Iowa had a chance, man. They did. Are we launching right into the Iowa game? Yeah, real quick. The the one insight Jerry gave me that mm-hmm. I thought was interesting that I passed on to Iowa State fans is it feels, according to him, he has Iowa State playing in Pittsburgh, not Omaha. And he he kind of explained to me why Omaha might be harder for Iowa State to get than what we perhaps believed. Because it's kind of like the top eight seeds just get to go to the really good spots that are that make yeah. the most sense for them. And I'm like, well, Jerry, why, why wouldn't Baylor be going to Memphis? And he was explaining Don't, to me. Doesn't that, Iowa State really need to get a top two seed to be guaranteed I think so. Omaha? I think so. So, like, how does that happen? You better hope Kansas loses some games, right? Like, they're that type of... Baylor did lose. Like, I, I saw it yesterday on social media. Some people were like... Some Iowa State fans were like, okay, you know, we want to win the conference title, but if Baylor wins this game, it's going to be hard to pass them on the See, seed line. To me, it, you tell me if you think I'm wrong here. The conference championship is all I'm thinking about right now. Yes, I think it, when you're Iowa, yes, that never Absolutely. happens. It never happens. Now, but there are fans that will argue. Okay, but what does that really mean? Like, you don't get a better seed because you win a conference championship. I understand me, both. Well, I, th- I understand I think that still, argument. We're still old school. Like, even though it might not mean anything for the NCAA tournament, it sure as hell means something to the program and a lot of fans. It, and you can raise a banner. Yeah, and it's you can been, win the what best has it conference been, in the country plus years. Iowa hasn't won a regular season Big Ten championship since 79-80. So, yeah, even, that would mean a lot more to me than a seed line. Even when Iowa State's won all these tournaments in Kansas City, like, you always get, well, you just got hot for three straight days. It doesn't mean shit. Like, no, like, th- this is the whole it's the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a big deal. I, I – I, I understand everybody's point, like wanting to get to Omaha and make a run. I I get it. I don't think you're wrong, but like it, I'm I was surprised as to how much pushback I've gotten on this. Well, and it's not just winning a conference championship; it's winning the best conference in the country. And yeah. Texas and Oklahoma are still in it this season. It's their last year. Uh, before we get into Iowa, I want to give my triple B. Yeah, and we got we got to go to the Drake Northern Iowa game for that. I watched the whole thing. Great atmosphere at the McLeod Center. That team has been up and down all season, but man, if they play like that, they could make a run in the Valley Tournament. They beat Drake ninety one seventy seven, pulled away in the second half. That ends any any hope Drake had in an at large. But Titan Anderson is my triple B. That guy mm-hmm. was everywhere. Iowa kid from Eldridge, just up the river from the Quad Cities. 18 points, 18 rebounds. There were some offensive rebounds he had in there where he he was the lone Panther among three or four Drake players, and he was somehow able to wiggle through to get it. 
and it energized the crowd. And that, that's a that's a big win for Northern Iowa in a disappointing season. This this is a team picked second behind Drake in the conference, and they've just been so damn streaky. They they win nine of ten, then they lose five in a row. But you, you, all you want to do is peak at the right time of year, and maybe this will be it for Northern Iowa. Bowen Bourne got to play in that game. He didn't play in the game at Drake because of a sickness. Titan Anderson was just – he was just that. He was a Titan in that game. He was great. Don't you think potentially we could put a futures bet on Northern Iowa to win Arch Madness? Wouldn't that be a decent bet? I think so. I mean, if they play like that – where they're going to be they, seated at, like you could probably get some pretty good value on them. Like that, we've seen these. So they might have to win four games in four days, but that I win know. was big. I think I, I, they could get to that that spot where they don't have to play that opening round, and I think that's key. But I mean, the way Indiana State has lost a couple of games, um, Bradley has. I mean, they were really hot for a while. Ben Jacobson is an incredible coach. And they have the talent. Like, they've got the guys. Great judge of character, too. (laughs) Still has me blocked. But he respects me. That's all that matters. He just doesn't like my cursing. That's all. Yeah, I don't know what the... uh, I don't know if you can even find futures for the Missouri Valley tournament. Arch Madness right now. I doubt you can, yeah. What would you think Northern Iowa would be? I I mean, they'd they'd at least be 10 to 1. Yeah, Don't that's what I'm saying. It's a good value play. Like, I think they Drake, have good players. They have be, a good coach. I think Drake and Indiana State would be close to even money. Like think maybe so? Okay, they're, they're both maybe they're both plus maybe Indiana plus State's plus one fifty. Drake is plus two hundred, and then there's Bradley. I mean, Bradley could win that thing too. Yeah, I don't think Southern Illinois could. Belmont can't. No, Belmont's ahead of Northern Iowa. I mean, I, I would say standings. North. In my mind, Northern Iowa would be like the fourth favorite. In my mind as well. I don't know if that's who knows what they go by. Um, well, uh, that, that, that'll that be a really fun tournament as always. I hope one of those two can get in there. because Now we'll get to Iowa because Iowa is like a legitimate bubble team now. I no, I think they no, – I agree. Yeah. Yeah. If, Did you if see that would, Bar, Bartorvik had? Um, it's like an analytical website. Yeah, it has. Yeah, it has, I'm familiar. Going into that game, I saw somebody posted it on Twitter yesterday. I retweeted it. Uh, Iowa had with a win. They were putting Iowa's chances of getting in the tournament at around sixty percent, with a loss less than ten percent. This might have been the game that decided Iowa's fate. If they went out. In the regular season, it makes... Where the hell is the Big Ten tournament this year? You move it around every year. I don't even know. I think it's in Indy. Okay. But well, that makes it really right. interesting. <laughs> it, does, it, it, it will. Was, if they went out. That's New a York? big if, though. Like, it's not going to be easy to win at Northwestern. No. Penn State, I, I think they'll be able to handle Penn State at home. The thing is, it's like they've got... If they can win these two quad one games... Is Northwestern a quad one game as well? Yes, yes. Lystico tweeted it out this morning that right now Northwestern's considered quad one. In Minneapolis, so they could, by the way. It's in Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. I saw the women's okay. tournament was there. 
God, I, so I feel doing... like a shitty fan, not even knowing where the Big Ten turns. Well, it's so confusing. It changes all the oh, time. Oh, pretty soon it's going to be out in Vegas and, and Los it's just, Angeles. I'm so we're just so used to Kansas City, and it's like an event. That's how it should be. The Big Ten yeah. tournament should always be in Indianapolis. I completely do it. agree. With now I don't know. Maybe in Indianapolis maybe, loves maybe Minneapolis puts on a good event. I don't know, but it's anything's probably better than Chicago. Chicago was not is not good for you guys need to go time. to Indy every year because they love college basketball there. Mm-hmm. like that's the only reason you do it it's the same with Kansas City because they there's so many Kansas and Kansas State and Iowa State fans that are going to flood that it doesn't matter if Iowa State's the 10 seed like they're going to completely fill that place out dude I'm fired up for Kansas City this year like looking at that bracket and like oh how long the, it's going to be freaking awesome I can't wait okay so Iowa gets out to a, a sizable lead on the road yesterday, Josh Dick scores 20. He's starting to flex his muscle a little bit towards the end of the year. I'm watching this game on my laptop at Hilton Coliseum. Other than neither one of these teams defend, what the hell happened in the last 10 minutes of this game? Well, Iowa couldn't keep up that scoring clip. I mean, that's when when you're allowing teams to score at will, you have to be able to do it yourself. And the other thing is... Iowa is hitting a bunch of twos, yeah. but they, you know, they're going to sometimes trade twos for threes. Unfortunately, like they, like Josh, there, there's nobody better right now than Josh Dix taking a 15 foot jump shot at the elbow. I mean, it's it's almost automatic. Perkins is great in there too. They didn't get enough three point shooting, and they they. Didn't get enough stops. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's the bottom line. But they, they they were up six in the second half. They they got Illinois. They, they got into the bonus. And Iowa, I always feel good about Iowa if they can get into the bonus in the second half because they're such a good free-throw shooting team. It just couldn't take advantage of it enough. And look, I wasn't expecting Iowa to win that game. They were, again, just like they were at Michigan State, they were nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. Illinois was pissed off they were coming off a loss Brad Underwood got all over Coleman Hawkins and he responded with 30 points Illinois had to bench their entire starting five in this game because they were sleepwalking Mm -hmm. and it ended up working out for Illinois they look Illinois is the better team and that atmosphere was great I don't see any reason though why Iowa can't beat them to finish the season this is not the death knell for Iowa They've got to win the last three games. If they do, they will be right on the bubble going into the Big Ten tournament. And then, you know, it's a crapshoot because you don't know who you're going to play. Is it going to be a quad two? Is it going to be a quad one? You might have to win. Maybe you only have to win one game. Maybe you have to win two games, depending on who you play. But I think it's still out there for Iowa. Ben Cricky stepped up. Like, he... I thought he was a liability for several games because he if he doesn't score on offense and he doesn't get any rebounds, he's a liability. But these last couple games, I think Fran McCaffrey challenged him and he's he actually has stepped up for Iowa and that's that's key. They need him. Uh Sanford just didn't he didn't have it. He didn't have his feel from outside and that was kind of the difference, I think. Van, wait, pull up. The, can you pull up the the three point stats in that game again? I, what, the the difference in the shots that Illinois was making compared to 
the shots that Iowa was making in this game. It just seemed like, yeah, Iowa shot it well, 48% from the field, but they only hit four threes. Mm. They were four of 12 from three-point range. Illinois hit 10, mm-hmm. 10 of 27. I mean, that's it's a, it's a sizable difference. Plus, both teams got to the line a lot, but usually Iowa makes more free throws than their opponents. That didn't happen in this game. Illinois hit 23, Iowa hit 21. Look, again, I was not expecting them to win this game, but they had that chance. They had that opportunity up five or six in the second half, and they just couldn't come up with enough stops. All right, so here's our scenario. Iowa State men are in. We've got the Drake-Northern Iowa situation that we just we just went through. It's going to come down to St. Louis. The Iowa men are in a must-win every game the rest of the way. I think they have to win their next at least four games. Even if you win these last three, you can't lose your first game in the Big Ten tournament. The Iowa women are obviously in. Mm -hmm. And the Iowa State women are... uh, They killed BYU. As they should. I think they were 15-point favorites. They killed them. And they are on the right side of the bubble. But they don't have a huge margin of error. And they only Uh, have two games left. The Big 12 Women's Tournament is now a week earlier. Yes. Two games left. If the season ended right now, the Iowa State women would be fairly comfortably in, but they're one bad loss away from being right there on the bubble. Matt, uh, just so we don't leave them out, can you pull up the women's standings for the Missouri Valley real quick? I'd like to just check on the Drake and and Northern Iowa women. I know the Drake women are going to have a shot to – to make the NCAA tournament as well. Yeah, Drake uh, women having a really good season. Yeah, they're really good. The, I guess my point is, man, we got a lot of excitement coming up the next two mm-hmm. weeks. The next two weeks are going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, Drake is at the top. That's what I thought. They are two games up on Belmont. And the Northern Iowa women really struggled early but have come around. Uh, so they are they have a losing record overall, but they're 10-5 and five in the Valley. So, um Next, at least with the Iowa men, I guess is the glass half full point I'm trying to make is these games are meaningful and it gives us a reason to watch and pay attention. And um, I, I, I'm with you. I actually think they beat Illinois at home. The Northwestern road trip would be the one that would freak me out a little bit at this point. I'm with you. I think that might be the the more difficult game. I think they can get Illinois at home. I think if that game yesterday was in Iowa City. I think they win it. Well, they. Uh, I, I think I know the answer to this. If if Iowa wins its next two, that place will. Well, Carver will be hot, right? Has to be, yeah. For that Illinois game, it's. I believe it's a. Is it a Sunday? Is it? I think it's the think last it's a, Sunday of the I think season. It's a Sunday. Yeah. So I think they go on the road to Northwestern next weekend, and then they don't play at all that week, and then they have Illinois to close the season. At home, and it's 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 Illinois. It's your it's your biggest rival in the Big Ten. You could argue Wisconsin, but I think it's Illinois in basketball going back 30, 40 years. I think the place would be sold out and hopping. Good. I I would agree. Let's give a shout out to our friends at the Iowa Event Center. We're doing this uh, Barry Manilow contest. I'm going to bring in Van Winks and and let somebody him. told me Barry Manilow's gay. Is that true? I have no idea. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I didn't know that. 
Oh, Mandy. I was at the I was at Wells Fargo Arena on Friday. Went to the Wolves game. Watched Gabe Kalsher make his debut. Yeah, I saw Gabe Kalsher came on your podcast earlier. Yeah, he was week. on That's All Access cool. with me and Adam Flack. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, he yeah. was. he's great. I, I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity to... Oh, hey, it's wait, cool, yeah, too. Yes. Barry Manilow, gay. Married his longtime love, Gary Keefe, in uh, April of 2014. They've been together since 78, but he wow. didn't come out. He didn't come out publicly until 2017. Good for Whoa, him. Oh, Mandy. Good for, good for Barry. Hey, if you want to go see Barry Manilow on August 1st, email win at iowaeverywhere.com and let us know why you want to take your mom. Hey, the cool thing is we're giving three why pairs of tickets away. I want to take my mom. Can I? Take your dad. You can't take your dad, Barry Manilow? This is make, I think the contest is called Make Mom's, make mom's Evening. Make, mom, make Mom's Night with Barry Manilow. <laughs> But hey, we're giving away three pairs of tickets, and the grand prize winner gets, uh, we're paying for their flight to get here in a what? hotel. Their flight? Their Where flight. are they coming from? You can, anybody can enter this contest. We're paying for airfare. What wow. if they live in, like, Dubai? <laughs> like, am I Take paying for Take it up with this? management. <laughs> Take it up with management. I don't know. Wait, what if, let's just say my dad wins this, because he loves okay. Barry Manilow, and he looks just like him. Can he fly from, is there a flight from the Quad Eastern Cities Iowa. to Des Moines? Do you think your dad looks like Barry Manilow? <laughs> he used to say all the time that the girls thought he looked like Barry Manilow. Your dad a picture of Don like in his Manilow. 30s. My dad in his 30s, he had like a curly <laughs> afro. And that was in his 20s. Oh, good stuff. All right, anything else going on, Matt? Any new tickets going on sale? Anything like that we need to be aware of? Uh, Avenged Sevenfold's the next big show they've got coming up March 15th. They still got tickets for that. Um, yeah, Tim McGraw is the one. They have a huge lineup coming up in March and April. Yeah. Fallout Boy is the next one after that. So, a bunch of big shows. Lil Wayne, wow. Kane Fall Brown. Boy with Jimmy Eat World. Okay. That's right. They're I'm in concert season the- pretty soon. Cody Johnson concert. That's the one that that's the one that Daddy's going to be going to. Can't wait to get to that one. Luke and what's he saying? (laughs) You're always like drooling all over these people, and then I the second I ask you, what are they known for? What do they sing? You 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 can't. You you Matt pull up some Cody Johnson for us on YouTube real quick, if you don't mind. He's got you should if you like someone like that. I like it right off the top of your head. It's not like George Strait, like you know. I'm to be just honest, sitting around here watching airplanes. That's <laughs> take that's Gary off Allen. and fly. Why do you think every country artist is a, sings <laughs> Gary Allen? It's the most random shit. With nothing on but, but radio. Did you just sit around as a kid and listen to Gary Allen? It's it's so weird. <laughs> He's like this like fringe popular guy. I, I like Gary Allen too, but it's like. It's like if I'm like a huge rap fan, it's like, ah, oh, Jermaine Dupree, that's my guy. Wait. You just got too much this is Cody Johnson. I've never heard this guy. Until you can't. Until you can't. Oh. Wait, is this about, who, who's he singing about? His friend? Just life. It's like basically saying you can die anytime. So live your life to the fullest. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's good. He's a he's a rodeo guy. Started off like actually singing at the rodeos, and now he made it big. Oh, I story. thought you meant like he was actually 
like a rodeo cowboy. No, I'm, he he was, but he plays guitar and you know all that guitar. stuff. Guitar. He'd go into the back with all the horses and sing to them. What? Yeah. <laughs> He's a horse whisperer, a real one. I might have heard that song. Yeah, I guarantee you have. It's a popular song. Anyways, um, you got a you got a good story here, a good sports betting story, and then we'll get oh into my court God. storming. We like sharing good sports betting stories. This one's this the is best. incredible. Now I'm not going to name names here, right? You name names. He name names. <laughs> Seinfeld reference for those who don't understand. I'm not going to out this person, but there is a there are quite a few people that just consistently hit Williams up for his best bets of the day or the weekend. Which is terrifying. It really is. <laughs> well, Williams decided to get out ahead of it yesterday. Yeah. And we're in a I knew it was text. coming. Every Saturday so morning like, I okay, get this. Guys, this is my ticket. This is what I'm on today. Have at it. Good luck. And so this other person that was in the, the group text with us, was like, all right, I'm with you. Let's go. Okay. There were like six different bets, all college basketball. Obviously it's college yeah. basketball Saturday. Although I did go two for two on my DRF um, picks for uh, the NASCAR trucks and the NASCAR Xfinity. You I hit, won. You hit on those? I, I hit both yesterday. Nice. Okay, great. Yes. So, so you give out these picks. This this uh, this other person's all over it. He's riding with you. And I don't know. Evening time rolls around, and this guy's like, "Oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> Williams, you're zero for six. You haven't hit anything." And Williams, I, I, you were, I don't know if you were still at the Iowa State game or what, but you're not responding. But I'm like, I was what? driving my kids home. Yeah, I wasn't looking at my So phone. I look back at your, your, what you sent, and I start tallying them up. I was like, well, he won that one. <laughs> he won that one. He's going to win this one. Looks like three and three to me. And at worst, at worst, two and four. But there and was I also that, a parlay or, in there. I hit the parlay. And the one where you, you you were putting the most units down was one of the ones that you won. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Mississippi State at Ole Miss, correct? No, it was South Carolina. South Carolina at Ole Miss, yes. Yeah, the Cox. Cox. Yeah, all over South the South Carolina Cox. at Ole Miss. Okay. South Carolina was a three-and-a-half-point dog in that game. And they, went, they wiped the floor with Ole Miss. They won by like 20. Mm-hmm. And so this guy writes back, I'm going to double check that work. And he's like, oh, just being a dick. Nope. South Carolina lost. Wrong. <laughs> no, they didn't. And I, it's like, oh, shit. What am I? Did I was I looking at the women's scores? What I, I'm pretty sure South Carolina blew away Ole Miss. So I, I screen grab it. Nope. They won by 20. Screen grab it. Send it. And he goes, what? I, I thought they lost. 11 to 3. <laughs> he screen grabs the the betting ticket and it says South Carolina run line 
minus four and a half against Belmont College Baseball. <laughs> he accidentally puts a bet down on college baseball and what somehow an loses. Idiot. South Carolina was a four and a half run favorite against Belmont and they lost 11 to three. What an idiot. But it, and it's, it, it's not just this person, but it's others as well. Like, you're not a betting expert, but you're, <laughs> no. your bets are usually pretty good. So I people okay. like to follow you, but then you lose a couple and they're just all over oh. you. Oh, it's oh, terrible. It's the worst. You, why, this, why, these picks are terrible today, Williams. Terrible. This is why I don't call them locks of the week or anything like that anymore. Because it's like, I that one year... I legit hit like 74% on college football, okay, when I was with Ross. And it like that's unheard of. It's insane. It never happens. And then you lose like one week, I'll go two and three, and I got people on Twitter, fuck you. I can't even afford to put my kid to school now. It's like, dude, like, okay, it's not worth it. Like you guys are you, you don't understand it. And then I gotta I gotta deal with my friends where this you got is happening. People- Putting down bets on February 24th, accidentally betting on college baseball instead of college basketball. What are we doing? Have you ever bet on spring training? No. Now, if I was going to a spring training game, if I was actually going, I would, just to make things interesting. But I don't watch spring training. I don't give a damn. Have you seen the jerseys, by the way, that these... Oh, you can see all their penises. Have you seen this? Yes. Like, you but can it's, see it's, through it's their pants. You can see that. You can see their penises. It's not just the fact that you can see completely through the uniforms. They, they look like total knockoffs. Like, the numbers are smaller. The names on the back are smaller. It's pathetic. Like, if I'm a Major League Baseball player, I'm pissed. Because I, all of a sudden I look like I'm in some janky league that isn't real. Look at it. <laughs> I don't know who that player is, Man, but Michael's I see his ball. Zooming in on his the, scrotum. Uh, Giants uh, third baseman, Casey Schmidt. Casey Schmidt has a pair. <laughs> he Confirmed. has testicles. And look at like look at the pockets. I mean, you see right through not the you see the jerseys tucked God, in. You see the it? underwear. I can see the Nike swoosh on this guy's briefs. Did you underneath see, his pants? Was it you that sent me the Padres player who was bending over? Yes, and you saw the uh, the bowl of fruit between his legs. Yes, you can basically see the veins on his scrotum. <laughs> it's that pronounced. How does this happen? How does Major League <laughs> Baseball allow this to happen? I tell you what, they need is they need to let these guys wear cotton uniforms. Yes, one hundred percent cotton. <laughs> That's another Seinfeld reference. Another Seinfeld, for those. check it off the bingo board. <laughs> uh, thank you for bringing that up. I I appreciate that, Chris. And I, as I told you in the text chain, you're a much better friend than this other person. Yeah, because I was, was defending you. Yeah, defending your honor as He's you were being brutally attacked. Now the funny thing is, we do have these. We have like ten different text chains that we're in together, and the one is. Sipker Scott Skipper will often give his gambling advice, and I swear to God, Scott has given out nineteen straight losers. Oh, it's, it, it's amazing! It doesn't matter the sport; just take the opposite. <laughs> 
There's a reason why Keith Murphy, house. Keith Murphy put the kibosh on Bet Your House on Murph and Andy <laughs> because he was he was he was like a 25 percent clip. Oh, <laughs> and now it's Scott School. Scott the other night it was last weekend. He's like, oh, Volkanovski the UFC fight. He's like, he's got this. This is easy. This is easy money. Gets knocked out in the second round. He was wrong. Every single playoff bet he gave out in the NFL was just <laughs> hilariously wrong. Uh, okay, a, a topic near and dear to your heart. You've been bitching about this for a long time. Is the court storming at in Wake Forest yesterday? A, a Duke player gets hurt. We had Filipowski, one of the best college basketball players in the game. We had a we had a Caitlin Clark situation with this. Now this is man that is a court storming. Like that is these Wake Forest students were not fucking around. Like they they stormed the hell out of that court. Um. So I I haven't seen I I saw all the backlash. Again, this happened while I was working, and I is how hurt is he, and what is the backlash? It sounded been? like it was an ankle sprain. I mean, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, my guess is, um, I, I don't know. You can't, you can't guess with an ankle. Okay, I, I'm not going to do that. I hope he's okay. I hope he's fine. That's not even the point. Like, we can't even allow this. We, we should not even put players in this position. You can argue. Well, he tried to shove a guy. He. You cannot have with all the money now. Yeah. In these. In this sport, as much as we try to protect people, and not just the players, the fans as well. Got this dad carrying his daughter sprinting it's out on It's dangerous. The- like, I used to love watching court stormings and field stormings as a kid. I thought it was great because it, it looks awesome. It looks great. That was a hell of a court storm. It was. It was awesome. Yeah. It was good to see Wake Forest get a win like that. They've been down for so long. But... I just don't think that we should be allowing this in 2024. Okay, I think so that there needs to be more enforcement. What is the option? More like, what a, are you? What are we gonna like? Are we gonna put like SWAT teams around? I, I I just don't know. Here's all. I don't disagree with you. Okay, like you're you're not wrong. My question would be, if you know, I sit in front of the Iowa State student section and I can smell the shitty vodka on their mouth at like at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. I guess my point is I know the security. My father-in-law is one of the Permar guys. Like he's not stopping anybody from sprinting onto the court. My, my question is if, if you've got 5,000 drunk college students that want to do this, or how are you going to stop them? And I, I don't I, know. The I have seen schools have just really good plans in place. You bring out a bunch of people with a bunch of ropes and you kind of, you, I'm not even Sticks. saying you have to totally get rid of the court storm, the field. At least put some guardrails in place. Like, so they can only... So I've seen it many times where uh, there's a big upset on the road and they rope it off so that the handshake line is totally only accessible to the players. They go in there, they get out of there, the coaches and all that, and everybody goes nuts in in the middle of the court there are ways that you can make it better like that was just a free sprint oh, yeah. to mid court 
Filipowski, from where he was on the court, had no chance. Like, I don't even know what you do in that situation. Other than Dave Zabolinski, Dave Zabolinski brought up the point that he he never should have put himself in that position over there. Well, I, I get they're down four. You're not going to, you're probably not going to tie the game. It's not going to happen. But there was probably a play drawn up where this coach told him to be over there. And it's, it shouldn't be on him or the coach or any to keep their players out of harm's way from the fans. Like in any other instance, when is this okay? I, I would also, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going too deep here. But I would guess that these court stormings will almost get continue to get more dangerous. And hear me out. Because when we used to see him in the 90s, it was like you saw him once on SportsCenter and then that was the last you'd, you'd seen of it. And like now, like there's this constant urge because of social media to want up other people. Sure. And... And you got your like, phones out, and so you, yeah. you want to show that you're rushing the court on your, you know, TikTok or whatever. It's just like, I don't know, maybe, and and I would also think too. It's like, and this is probably why Lisa Bluter got so defensive when Caitlin got and it caught up, and it's like a lot of people hate her. Yeah. Like we know these athletes; they're so much more accessible personality-wise than they were back then too it's like there's they're way bigger celebrities now this doesn't happen in any professional sport there are no court which, stormings in the nba which is I know another there's not thing, students though, like, there all bundled up into one spot by the court and i would take this opportunity to go the other way and say do you want to take away the passion of it but then i don't well, think how, it's taken away the passion i just think you, at some point you have to protect people or at least try to. There was no attempt to try to protect anybody. And you could say, well, nothing bad's ever happened. Bad things have... This isn't just the the, the Filipowski injury that, that Caitlin Clark, you know, she didn't get injured, but got She could over. have. Could have. <clears throat> the fans... Even the fans, though, like... Have that- died in field stormings. Like, th- that has happened. Fans get injured all the time. People get injured all the time what if, in field What if field a player storms? got hit, like let's say yesterday's scenario, and Filipowski turns around and decks the person? Is he going to get suspended? Yes. Because, well, and I would say that's bullshit because players aren't supposed to go into the stands. And that has also happened. There have been yeah. people on teams that have gotten in situations like that huge and thrown no-no. punches and got in trouble. But the fans aren't necessarily supposed to be on the court. And in this case, you know, it's it could have been self-defense. Like, he could have gotten and turned around and maybe he's from a family that that's how you dealt with stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that... I'm not encouraging it, but I also would... I would have defense of a player if they would do that to protect themselves. It's really I think, fascinating. There, I think it, this goes really deep, like into society and stuff. Because again, like you're you're watching now, and like that. How many times have you seen that court storming? I've seen it probably fifty mm-hmm. in twenty four hours. And well, and the reason we've seen it is because Filipowski got hurt. Yeah. We, we we wouldn't have seen it that much if someone doesn't get hurt. And someone called me out yesterday because I said uh, that. Iowa storming the field against Penn State. When was that? Three years ago when they won that top five showdown. 
at Kinnick was fine. That was that was a different argument. I was responding to the people who were saying that's not Fieldstorm worthy. You are a highly ranked team. That's a totally different argument. Like there are people that there's the court storm police that say, well, you have to you have to be an underdog of this amount to st-. That was a different argument. I yeah. would say you should not you shouldn't be able to storm the field the way we do now. Storm the court the way we do now. We have to put more safety precautions in place for fans, players, coaches, media members, because I've been in these situations. I've gotten absolutely clobbered in a Penn State game, 2008. Mm -hmm. A Penn State lineman totally blitzed me, blindsided me with the camera on one side. He came from that side where the camera was blocking and just laid me out. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm, I'm not getting in these things anymore. It's not worth it. We fascinated. I, I did see, too, that a lot of these conferences have fines in place for schools when this happens. And the, the ACC, ACC does doesn't. not. Yeah. The ACC now, does not. Look, I don't even if the there was a care. fine in place, uh, that wouldn't have mattered. They still would have stormed the court. I think that you have to, you just have to put more. You knew going into this game. Wake Forest has been down for a really long time. They're having a good season. They're an NCAA tournament team. They were favored against Duke. You knew there was a really good chance that this was going to be a court storm. Mm-hmm. At least put something in place to make it less of an just a sprint mosh pit to midcourt as soon as it goes triple zeros. Last thing that we had on our topic list today is the NCAA football video game and the NIL component that is coming with it. So the reports are, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, that every player, there's like 11,000 of them. So this is just going to be scholarship guys. So the walk-ons are not a part of this. Um, The other notable aspect of this is no coaches likeness will be in it. So you can't like, you're not going to see Matt Campbell or Kirk Ferentz on the sidelines. Every player will get $600 to be in the game. And they also get a copy of the game. So we asked the question, is that fair? I'll let you start. I absolutely think it's fair. Opt out if you want. Fine. You don't want to be. You, you think you deserve more money? Opt out. It, I'm with getting six hundred bucks and a free game, and it's kind of free publicity for you. Like people are going to be playing with you on the game. <laughs> but, it's pretty damn cool. I lived with football players in college, and they all they thought loved it, was, it. They thought it was awesome that they were yes. in these videos. They never once were like, "Those sons of bitches are making money off of me." <laughs> you have to under like, what, what are you going to do? If you're gonna if you're gonna be a Caleb Williams, I know he's gonna go to the NFL, but if you're gonna be a Caleb Williams and demand, well, I need, I need at least fifty thousand dollars. The game is never gonna get made because there's not enough money to go around. No, this is already how much money are they spending just on throwing six hundred dollars to every player and a free game to every player? I mean, that's it's got to be over five million that they're spending just doing that. If you have to start paying some players more, 
So that's never six point six million in payments. That's not including the games. Six point six million. That's a lot. Yeah. So I I think it's fair, and I look. You don't like it? Opt out. I would also say to the point of the people saying, "Well, Caleb Williams is worth more than the second string lineman at Georgia State." Yes, but it's kind of how everything works in this country, where. Right, rich people pay more taxes than poor people. Right, like it's just kind of how it goes. It's how it, a lot of this stuff works. And I'm a, I'm, I'm with you. This is a, I can't imagine many of these guys whopped out either. I unless, unless the NIL culture or what has completely changed the way that college football players think about this. I love the aspect that they're giving them a game too. Like, hey, you can go play yeah. as yourself. Like, that's cool. The game looks awesome. They they're gonna have nil. They're gonna have um, the transfer portal. Oh my god, it's gonna be so complicated. <laughs> I hope realignment's in it. I hope I can be. I want to be a commissioner, and I want to start rating conferences. That I don't even play the game. I don't even. I don't even give a shit about the football. I want to be Brett Yormark in the game. And I want to start making like side deals to Florida State and Clemson. <laughs> hey, we're going to give you more of the media pie. Okay. We're going to give you your own third tier rights. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to try and get Rutgers and Maryland relegated. So they're yes. completely out of the picture. That's the out. game I want. There's like these, there's now these like sim games. There's a really good one. Uh, in racing, it's for Formula One. It's called F1 Manager. I've never played it, but I've read about it. it. Looks really cool. And you don't even you don't even race the car. You're just the guy who's in charge of the whole thing. And like you're like, oh, okay, my that tire changer sucks. He's fired. I'm gonna spend more and and get a new one to see. The, and that's what I want. I want college football commissioner, and I want to be the commissioner of the American and see if I can get us into the Power Five. Speaking of F1, I watched uh, Ferrari last night with the wife. Have you seen that movie yet? No. It's not Ford versus Ferrari. This is, the, this is just Ferrari. How old is that movie? It just came out. We, 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 you know, we had to rent it for 20 bucks on oh Apple Oh, my God. TV I want to watch this. It's great. It, Adam Driver plays Enzo Ferrari. It's wow. a great movie. It's really good. So on that note, too, the drive to survive on Netflix, which like changed the world as far as that goes just came out that matt you're you're you guys are more into the the visual production stuff there's no better piece of like sports documentation that i've ever seen than that show it is so well done if you watch formula one at all you know how lopsided that sport is where one guy wins like 95 percent of the races yes you watch this show and it's like a fucking soap opera. You can We watched the first season of it. It is so well done. The way and like NASCAR tried to do it. It's the same people. And I'm I think more of a NASCAR. NASCAR tried to do it as well. I think PGA Tour. It's not the it same. Well. Yeah, PGA did one. They did it was like a tennis one. It's not the same. The way they do it in this drive to survive, it is some of the best work. If I were if I if you hadn't done it yet, watch all the seasons and just binge watch them. They're so good. And you don't even have to be a racing fan. That's not even what it's about. It's it's about like I always say it's why Americans like the English Premier League. I truly don't believe that you people actually like soccer that much. I'm sorry, I don't believe it. I think you like wearing the European kits and like acting sophisticated. 
I think that's why we're all obsessed with Formula One, too, because when the hell am I going to be able to spend time in Monaco driving around a Ferrari? I'm never going to be able to do that. <laughs> so I'm living through this this piece that Netflix does. It's so good. We hit about everything Wait. today. Formula One. NASCAR. Meteorites. Uh, By Barry the way, Manilow. speaking of uh, TV, uh, next Sunday, College Game Day will be at Carver Hawkeye Arena for the Iowa Women versus Ohio oh. State game. So, oh yes, that that was the announced. ticket that was even more expensive than, at least at the time, than the uh, Caitlin Clark breaking the record game. So the, that will be Caitlin Clark's last home game, a senior day for her, but last regular play. season home yeah. game might NCAA. might play at home in the tournament. I, right? I almost put women's basketball as a whole for my BB my triple B this week because that that Indiana atmosphere on Thursday night oh we were all watching God. it at the Channel Seed deal like it's just so the sport is so much bigger now like who would have thought even seven or eight years ago hmm. we would be at a, a function with all these farmers at a bar in West Des Moines and we're requesting to put on Peacock to watch a women's basketball game. Like it's crazy if you think of it that way. My best friend John from high school works at a car dealership in College Station, Texas. And he said, this was like two weeks ago, he said that one day everyone just decided to get together and have like a Caitlin Clark day <laughs> in College Station, Texas. And we're in like Caitlin Clark stuff to work. It's That's nuts cool, how far this stretches. Even like I've told this, I, I just go. If you haven't listened to my conversation with Andrew Downs from last week, please do on the CW. You guys went deep. We did, deep. but then we got it. We we did go deep, and then we also talked about women's sports at the end. And I thought it was. I'm really fascinated to see how one college basketball, women's college basketball, does when Caitlin leaves because I think that's here to stay. Equally fascinated to see how Caitlin going to the WNBA will. Yes. enhance that league as far as exposure goes because like how much do you guys talk about the WNBA finals on HQ I would guess not very much not much at all yeah but if she's like let's say that her and you know Boston lead Indiana to the playoffs next year like mm -hmm. I would think that that would change things up a lot and they would put a lot more eyeballs on the sport so I, I there's I no doubt I mean I think all these Iowa women's basketball fans are also not all of them but a lot of them are going to follow her to the WNBA especially if she's in a place like Indiana or Minnesota somewhere close I guarantee you my family I always reference them they're Cyclone fans but they love Caitlin and they watch every Iowa women's game now and with that they now watch Lexi Donarski, the really good player that left Iowa State last year, they watch mm -hmm. all of her games at North Carolina now. I guarantee you, I, I, I don't think they've ever watched a WNBA game in their life, but they will be like locked into the Indiana fever if Caitlin goes there. Mm. They'll probably take a road trip and go, like, and they're Iowa State fans. And people like Cyclone Larry 69 will watch just to root against her. You got to have that. Mm hmm. You know, you got to have that. That's what that's what makes Caitlin great, in my opinion, because she's mm -hmm. polarizing. If yes. everybody liked her, it wouldn't be as interesting. Agree. All right. Get out of here. Uh, appreciate you guys being a little bit patient with us, not having our normal live show. So you, on tomorrow Monday. on Monday, you you have that. You're finally getting the real vasectomy, right? That's what you're doing. Yeah, they're chopping it right off. No, that's not what's that's, 
It's not what's They're chopping your, your cock off so that when you put on baseball pants, they can't see right through to it. You went, th- you went there. That's where I was. That's exactly where my mind went. Appreciate you guys. We will be back on Thursday. Full lineup here this week on Iowa Everywhere. For Matt Van Winkle, Chris Hassel, and our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery, we'll see you all on Thursday. Iowa Everywhere.